This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, let's check in with our hot question of the day, shall we? Because I'm always curious as to people's, let's say, vocabulary habits. And that's what we're talking about today. There's this new research company poll that said swearing is considered to be one of the biggest etiquette faux pas in Canada. And in fact, two-thirds of Canadians say that they heard someone swear in a public place in the last month. So we're asking you, do you make swear words a regular part of your vocabulary? Right now, according to our poll, 51% of people are saying they only swear when they get upset. 41% of people are admitting to being a potty mouth. 8% say they find swearing offensive. Now, you can cast your vote on this, Simi Sarah 980. And I've got some really good emails on this topic, too, which we will get to coming up. But right now, we want to check in with Richard Zussman, our Global BC legislative reporter. And the reason why is, over the last couple of days, we've been talking a lot about ride-sharing, ride-hailing, and that whole debate over what type of driver's license is going to be necessary to be able to potentially uh, work for one of those companies uh, that offer ride hailing here. Uh, Should it be a class four? The recommendations from the MLA's committee that came out earlier this week said, no, it should just be regular class five license. Something it sounds like the government is rejecting. Transportation Minister Claire Trevena said that, no, no, she doesn't accept that. She wants it to be a class four. This morning, she was on the John McComb show to explain why. It's safer because there's the extra testing. There's there's obviously an extra driving test, but there's also the medical test to make sure that people are are healthy, uh, that there are no there are no medical problems that could you know uh, cause cause an accident, which would be obviously horrific for both the the driver, for the passengers, and for other road users. I've got to be cognizant that there are other road users, not just the driver and the passenger that we're dealing with. It also uh, ensures that you've got a you know, a good driving record. And um, it makes sure that you, you, don't, you do know the mechanics of your vehicle. So if something goes wrong, you don't, don't just say, uh, I, I, I don't know what's happened. But you, can, you, you are aware of your vehicle will be safe to get on the road. Well, that is... I think this, I think, the- and I think this is particularly important for when you're driving your own car. All right, so that was Transportation Minister Claire Tavena on with our John McComb this morning. And the thing is, everything she said there, shouldn't that just be a consideration for a regular driver too? Uh, We're going to talk more about this sticking point now with Richard Zussman, who joins us. Hi, Richard. Hey, Simi. I know a lot of people are probably swearing, waiting uh, for this (laughs) ride-sharing thing to finally get here. Are you a potty mouth, Richard? I'm not, but my wife is uh, a bad, uh, Lisa bad, bad, big time. We know she that. Is, <laughs> she is a big time potty <laughs> mouth. So, you know, together we, you know, it sort of is normalized in our household, but she is a big, big time potty mouth. Oh, I remember. She was my very first producer here on the show. Uh, but we digress. Uh, let's talk about this ride sharing, ride hailing issue. All the things that Claire Trevena is talking about there, it seems to me, should be a consideration just for regular drivers as well. Why are they sticking to this? All right, Simi. So I've asked Minister Trevena about this now for three straight days. And I think the two most solid answers I've heard from her in this regard is first, the Vancouver Police Department recommended Class 4, and it would be irresponsible for a government to not take the public safety advice uh, from a police force, especially one as large as the Vancouver Police Department. I guess that's legitimate. The other one is, if you're a parent and you put your child in the back of a ride-sharing vehicle, don't you want to know that it's the safest possible ride? I get that too. But what she has not been able to explain at all, Simi, is where is the proof 
that a class four driver is actually any safer than a class five driver. I've heard tons of examples. You know, you send your kid uh, to school to go on a field trip and a volunteer parent drives your child to the field trip. They have a class five license. You know, there's lots of examples. Operation Red Nose at Christmas time. You know, you go to a party, uh, this volunteer service comes to drive you home in your own car. They have a class five license. Do you ever feel not safe? Is there any proof you're not safe? I think the province needs to do a better job at explaining to the public why class four is actually safer. Because as you mentioned, everything the minister has mentioned is just something that a class five driver should also have. You should understand your vehicle. You should understand the mechanics of it. When you do apply for a class five license, uh, you need to uh, put forward your restrictions. And, and again, that the, the, discret- the, the difference here is in a medical test, a doctor will say, well, you need corrective lenses. You have diabetes. Uh, you have a hearing problem. In class five, uh, you need to self-disclose all of that. But I, right. again... We need to make the assumption that people are honest. You know, I wear uh, contact lenses and on my license, yeah. I told ICBC, I wear contact lenses. I think people who have diabetes or have hearing problems also disclose that with restrictions. Quickly, Simi, the reason I bring up hearing problems is because many people are concerned that um, class four licenses are very hard to get for people who are deaf or close to deaf. Oh, uh, I okay. asked Minister Treven about that today. She said you can get a class four with restrictions, but there's many in the deaf community uh, who have emailed me saying they are concerned about the restrictions and that they don't feel, uh, they feel like they're going to be unfairly prosecuted against to drive ride sharing because they can't get that yeah. class four. Also important to note, all taxi drivers have class fours. I think that's part of why this conversation was started. Yeah. But but deaf people are, are legitimately concerned that these rules will preclude them for being part of ride sharing. Also, what are they going to have to do to make this work? Uh, that's a lot of people yeah. who may be then applying for a class four. She talked about hiring more inspectors. Like they're going to have to really overhaul the system if they're going to try to get all these new people to get class four licenses. So two big things on that point too, Simi. We did a story yesterday for the news hour about uh, these two issues. The one you mentioned hiring extra testers for ICBC. Yeah. Uh, David Eby says they will be hired. We will have as many as we need. Uh, but, you know, as the, the way this is being laid out is you can start applying for a license in the fall if you're a company like Uber and Lyft. And then at that point, they'll start their recruitment and they want to be on the road, you know, as soon as possible. So you may have this very small window of drivers who are all applying at the same time for class four. And David Eby told me yesterday, well, they should apply now if they think they're interested in ride sharing. Well, if we don't know if Uber and Lyft are for sure coming, somebody doesn't want to put in the $100 to get the license plus the $200 to get the medical test without knowing for sure if they're going to drive. And the other one, Simi, I see as being problematic. Again, you have to get this checkup. And these are people who, you know, are are reasonably healthy in many uh, regards. They will have to go to their family doctor and get this checkup. They pay for it, sure. But it could be put a burden on the system where thousands of people all show up in the span of a few months to get a checkup. And people are already having a hard time going to their family doctor. I asked Adrian Dix, the health minister, about that yesterday. He doesn't believe it's a big issue. He says... You know, we need to focus on safety. Safety is the priority, even if it does put a strain on the system. But I think it will be pretty frustrating for people if they can't get to see their family doctor because all these seemingly healthy people are going there to get a medical check so they can be ride-sharing drivers. Well, I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. So, Richard, (laughs) thank you for updating us. Yeah, Simi, my pleasure as always. Thank you.
appreciate that. Richard Zussman, Global BC legislative reporter on this class four slash class five debate.